This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to today's episode of Move My Mass. I have a great guest for you today, Todd Snyder from Western Ag Crop Insurance Services. Uh, you're going to hear some great stories today. He is an amazing athlete, uh, formerly and currently, so I can't wait to hear some of his stories, especially about, I believe it's Kamikaze of Mammoth. Not sure if that's the name, but uh, we are going to find out. But please welcome me. Welcoming uh, Todd Schneider. Welcome to the show, Todd. Thank you very nice much. Nice having you here. Yeah, this is exciting. I've never participated in a podcast, so hopefully I got some good information for you. And um, um, I mean, I have a face for TV, but let's do this podcast. I'm just, right, I'm right. Just, there you go. I'm there you go. Let's see, uh, let's see what we can come up with here and maybe not uh, give away all of our secrets, but it'd be fun to chat and, and exactly. uh, share some stories. Exactly. So before we even get started on workout routines or what... Tell me about this race. Is Kamikaze of the Mammoth? Is that what it's called? Absolutely. Tell me about this. So you, we were on the phone. You were telling me about it, and it sounds brutal. When I was younger, I was a professional cyclist, so I raced downhill mountain bikes out of high school, traveled the world, was lucky enough to be an athlete for a few years and not have to have a full-time real job. Uh, went to college in the, in the winters, and um, then eventually, once I retired, I did finish up at Cal State Bakersfield, but back to the racing days we we would race at mammoth as one of the national stops or world cup stops and and that race uh was unique it was different than all the other nationals or world cups is is a fast fire road so it's just a a, almost like a smooth dirt road with the they call it pumice stone if you've ever been to mammoth it's yeah it's different dirt it's not your soil that you have out in the in the valley it's this granite pumice and it um over time on this path, this, this fire road, you create this really thin kind of hard pack line from all the bikes going on and, and the tires would move away all the loose rock and create this hard line. And, and if you followed that line perfectly, uh, you would reach speeds of 62, 61, 60 miles an hour on a bike, right? Fully tucked on a mountain bike. And back then you had rim brakes or you know, V brakes or you wait, didn't have discs. Wait, or, back know, up, back yeah, up. You 60, went 60 by that real quick. Yeah, you went by that at 60, 60 miles an hour on a mountain bike. Yeah. And bikes hey, by the way, no, thank you. Compared to what we have, what's available now. I mean, so you're talking two and a half inches, four inches of travel at the best. Um, you're running Lycra gear and an open face helmet. Um, you just want to get arrow. And at that speed, something you figure out over time, you, you don't just you know know this inherently but you can actually your speed can you can reach higher speeds if you stop pedaling okay tuck and coast because the pedaling is creating so much aerodynamic turbulence air and turbulence and resistance that you're once you get up to speed you know you're better off just tucking and and getting under the paint or whatever they want to call it in that tucking mode but you know, we used to run back then like 60 tooth chain rings and these really big chain rings to try to reach these fast speeds. Yeah. Over time, we realized, we learned that you could have run a 52 tooth chain ring and once you reach maximum speed, you tuck and you can end up continually increasing without having to pedal and do the effort. 
And so when we came back, you know, fast forward to after retiring, the, the Mammoth Mountain decided to make this um, Legends event, Kamikaze Legends. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's why I went back as a you know as an adult with kids and a career and a professional right. company and all this stuff like with the death wish, right? <laughs> but um, and my family was just not really happy about it. My my wife was supportive, but uh, and, and I actually had to kind of have a little come to Jesus meeting about it with myself because it's it would be catastrophic. You go down at 60. To crash at 60 miles an hour in the dirt. I got right. Yeah. The body doesn't appreciate it no, quite it as much bad. as when you're 18. Really but you know what happens is when you, if you're a competitor, if you're an athlete, you kind of, you get the, you do a run. You're like, oh, that was scary. I don't know. I shouldn't be doing this. And then you do another run. You're like, well, I think I can go a little faster here. Well, that didn't <laughs> feel right. I need to go a little faster in this corner. And then you start piecing it together. And, and now with technology that we didn't have then, we, you know, we have like Strava and all these other apps that you can, I can actually see what sections of the course I'm faster than I was in the last run. And so right. I think I could find a way to go faster now than I ever did then as a 25-year-old, you know, super stud athlete who, who trained X amount of hours a week and right. lifted and all those things that we used to do. But technology kind of teaches you that the average speed is what really makes you the fastest down that hill. Anyone can go 60, and anyone can go 30 in the corners, but can you go 33 in the corner and 60 on the fast section? And then you, you're, if you look at the average time, you try, you're taking eight seconds off, right? Yeah. Massive and, amount of time. And the whole thing behind all that, which is why I couldn't wait to have, once I read that, I'm like, I cannot wait to have him as a guest, because you obviously have a, you have a screw loose. Right, just I guess tell you. <laughs> but that is... I, and I couldn't wait. I'm like, you know, we will get to the workout part later. I just have to get that story out. I have to hear it. I have to have the guest hear it because it's it's intense. Yeah. I was lucky to be one of the few that um, grew up in the era when that was the what mountain biking was. I kind of was young when it first started to go, like John Tomac, your Dave Cullinan, your Miles Rockwell. These are all people that I looked up to when I was like 16 years old and drove up there the first time. And I watched them come down and I thought – this is freaking crazy. I would never do this. I would right. wear a road race suit. I'd wear a full face because they would go by you and the speed and the and the power and the, the noise of, and I'm just like, this is insane. But then I did it as a junior and I did well. I'm a bigger guy. I was stronger and than my age, most other kids my age at 17, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I won and then I think, well, I got lucky. I'd won the national championship that same year and then I, I turned pro, and next thing you know, you're wearing Lycra and an open face helmet or barely a little plastic chin strap, and you're flying down the hill um, to compete against your, like, your heroes. John Tomahack. I mean, these are, these are names of yeah. uh, heroes that I looked up to, had pictures of them on my wall. And then two years later, I'm, you know, roomating with one of them and learning from them and figuring out the little ways to go fast on this course. And it was unique to any other downhill course. I mean, all other mountain bike courses are single track or drop-offs or yeah. different types of... So it just... Uh, Mammoth it, was just your high-speed aero suit fast. Obviously crazy intense. So tell me what the workouts were like back then. What, As a young guy, 18, what were your workouts then? Because I'd like to compare them to what life is like now. But yeah, what was it like back then? What'd you do? Man, if I could go back and... Um, you know, teach myself. You, everyone tells you this, right? Like, you, as, as hard as we did work out then, like, 
I could have for sure worked out harder, right? I could have right. for sure done more. I mean, you, you rest is important, but you know, I, I slept a little more than I should have. I look back, I'm like, man, you kind of were getting up at nine thirty. You could have got up at eight. You could have you could have done an extra work. You kind of got an extra work in, which might right, be. right. But but you know what? It is what it is, and this is the life that I lived and. I yeah. was lucky enough to to do as good as I did with what we did do, right? I, mm-hmm. I had trainers and I had everything, but you look back, you're like, man, I could have had, you know, more massages to help with yeah. the, uh, recovery. You could have done better with your supplements. You could have done better with your, you know, the the chambers, the um, what do they call those? Uh, ox- the oxygen oxygen chambers, chambers, like yeah. Uh, and then hyperbaric, hyperbaric chamber. I'm sorry, yes. hyperbaric for your elevation training. Like you could, right. so many things you could have done scientifically, right, Tim? Right, right. But basically, it was, you know, we we kept I kept logs of all. We had, you know, Mondays were usually off days because Sundays were typically a travel day or a race day, depending on if you were doing local or national events. And then so Mondays were were an off day to recover. You know, Tuesdays your gym in the morning, a couple hours or an hour on the bike, depending on what you were doing. We trained a lot on the road. Yeah. So you could get your miles and base in, and then you had less chance of injury, right? So you couldn't just go mountain biking every day because yeah. your risk of breaking a collarbone is really high with, for something silly, right? A flat in the corner or something weird. Yeah, happens, yeah right? something that's not your so fault. you do your road training, you do your weight training, and, and, and lots of BMX. So downhill mountain biking was all about sprinting from corner to corner, and then technique and sprinting from corner to corner. So that's why BMX guys had a big advantage because they were strong and... Um, lots of real fast, big, fast twitch muscles. So um, for me, I had a motorcycle background and a BMX background. And so the technical side of the riding was easy. Uh, it came really easy to me. I just needed to have the strength. And I kind of fell into a window of, I was the younger guy from my generation of racing racers. And so I was like 21 racing against 29 year old guys who had been pros in in BMX before and so yeah, they yeah. knew that life better than I did and they knew how to train and they were stronger and bigger and it doesn't sound like a big difference but it is a big be difference a 21 year old kid who you know wrestled a little bit in high school and then all of a sudden now I'm it yeah. was a big jump and so right. lots of road biking I kind of bounced around a little bit here but lots of road biking to get fitness up that base miles weights BMX sprinting uh, yeah. mountain bike rides and then downhill days where so you that- practice on your downhill bike and that whole thing is a perfect intro into what Move My Mass is all about. You know, now you had your days, yep. crazy intense. I'm sure you hit peaks of intensity now. But now, you know, what Move My Mass is about is finding, finding that balance of living life, right? working in the intensity. Yeah, we can go get those intense workouts in. It actually, you know, it's probably work out as hard as you want. But yeah, what Move My Mass is all about is but you know what? We have life to live too. Yeah. And so tell me, tell me about what a day is like now. How do you decide? You still have, you still go to events. You still race. You, you podiumed, right? You yeah. won it. I, I won the mammoth thing two years in a row and was podium on every year, except the first year it came out. So I think we did it for yeah. five or six years. They re, you know, re. Yeah. So while you're starting a new business, a family, friends, so tell me about, what goes through your head when you're approaching an event and how you balance it? How you balance, uh, you know, you have maybe a, a daughter soccer game coming up or a, a friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. How do you balance it? What goes through your head as you're approaching an event and say, okay, I'm going to work out or I'm not going to work out and go to that event? Tell me how you do it. It's a good question because, you know, it seems like in the last couple of years, a lot of my 
energy has been just directed to the business and the family side of things. So the one thing that goes away is that normal weekly couple, three, four workouts, right? The, so I'm, I am lucky in that I, I, I have this base fitness from the years of, of racing professionally and motorcycle riding in the winters and working out and things like that. But I, I, I'm super lazy right now in terms of working out. And it's paining me to say this, right? But I have a rowing machine and I have a, my wife has this new Peloton and I have my road bike set up there. And depending on the time of year right. is how much I do. And, and, and then I really focus on events, like you said. So yeah. every year I do this motorcycle uh, dual sport ride and it's called the big bear dual sport ride. And they, they call it the hard way. Cause it's, it's a full day. You start the bike at 6am and you're going against a hundred other guys, dust and the rocks. And it's, and, and it's a brutal cramping you know you have to prepare for this thing so what i right. do is i'm like okay about a month and a half out i start my rower every morning i'll do my road bike a couple hours here and there i'm right on the weekends three to four, three hours to build up to get my base back up or get my fitness back up yeah we do a, a year every year we do a ride around the lake me and my brother and a buddy or something like that in lake tahoe we'll go ride 80 miles it's you know it's a bunch of climbing it's high elevation right. and you know I can't just ride every day like I used to. I can't just get in two hours every day or every other day. It's just not possible. Even right. in my mind, I want to. Right. This morning, I woke up like 5.30, and I'm like, I should jump on that bike for a couple hours so I can brag about it in this, this, <laughs> this podcast. But, <laughs> right, but right. we have a new puppy, and, I, and I'm full of excuses right now. We have a new puppy. I've been up twice in the middle of the night. I'm like, I really want this extra hour of sleep. So right. I slept instead. Um, so you know, it's all about picking and choosing my battles as far as like, do I want to give up my Saturday golfing with the boys or taking my daughter's golfing or going to my daughter's soccer games or a gymnastics competition or, you know, you know, and, and it, if you're a busy, you know, person out there, man or woman, you're working hard all week. And right. then you want to come home and your spouse is like, wait a minute, you want to go on another mountain bike ride with your friends and that's five more hours on Saturday. So you kind of pick and choose your battles on how much you can get to working out and how much you can get to play. Right. And that's exactly what it's all about is picking the battle. Yeah. And it, 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 actually, battle's probably the wrong word, but you, you're picking. Well, it's fair, right? You want to be fair to your spouse and you want to be fair to your family and fair to your fitness level, right? So you got to yes. balance all it. But I know that cycling for me is the fountain of youth. Like it is, there is nothing else that I can do. I can't run regularly. My, my legs don't like it. My feet don't like it. Never been much of a runner. Um, I tried that for motorcycle racing and whatnot. I tried to be, I just, my body did not like it. So cycling was the thing for me, and that keeps me young. And so I know if I want to be successful in the long term, I have to be able to be fit and have a long-term life, right? I have to be healthy and live to, be, to live long. So I know that's an important thing for me. The rowing machine is huge, too, because yeah. you can go bust out 10 minutes on the rowing machine, and it doesn't sound like much, but it kicks your butt. Oh, I, I've done it. Yeah, it I'm pretty sick good. at the end and of 10 it's minutes. good arm and body and even leg. In 10 minutes, you're, you're hot. You're ready for a, your, a break, right? So I yeah. try to just get something in the mornings um, or take a Saturday or Sunday good ride, and that's pretty much what I get right now. Right, right. And time, I noticed this time of year, too. And I noticed you just hosted a golf tournament, or yeah. you were one of the hosts. Yeah. I think it was the Kern County Farm Bureau. Kern County that, Farm Bureau, yeah. So I, I'm on the committee for Man, I'm a busy guy. You don't well, that's it. why you're here. And <laughs> I, I want to hear how somebody like you mixes it all in because you're extremely fit. And yeah, that's, we can talk about the heyday. Yeah. Um, and, or even if it's currently, it might be the heyday. But getting 
you can still live a very fit life yep. and have all the other things. Maybe not all the other things. You can't do it all. But, but it's about balance. It doesn't have to be purely balanced. All I can do right now is ride. I can't nope, I can't go play that golf tournament. I can't go to my daughter's game. I can't go to my friend's birthday party. No, you have to plan. But yeah, that's yeah, that so is exactly you why you're here. And so I you want to do, and Mike. I think a lot of people can learn how you can do it. And it's all about what you want. Like there's been Saturdays when I'm like, yeah, I think I should ride today. And then I look around my garage and I'm like, this is a disaster. Right. And my brother and his and my buddy Nash are like, rode to my house, like, come on, let's go. I'm like, I can't go ride right now. Yeah. I, my mind is made up that I need to clean this garage up right now. I'm yeah. sorry. I want to go ride my bike with you guys for a couple hours. But if I did that, I'd come back and regret that I just didn't take advantage of the opportunity. My kids are doing this or my wife's doing that. Like, I need to do this around the house. So you kind of do what your heart's into at that moment. And there is days when I tell my wife, like, I'm going right in the morning. Now I'm going to go into work at 9 instead of going to work at 7.30. And so it, it, it happens, right? You yeah. Just fit it in when you can fit it in in balance now are and, you a planner do you no do you plan way out say okay if i, I go to the, you're just winging that you're like okay i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to this party right now and i'll figure out a workout later you're that that's how you roll um the the work plans my life right the work the, the job the, the the meetings with customers or but um so I have to fit in what I can. Even with you, we were having trouble coordinating together because I agreed to one time and then I asked my wife, hey, what's going on on Saturday? Oh yeah, my daughter has a mock meet on gymnastics. Okay, I don't want to miss that because I, I can't get to her practices and I went to, but I don't want to miss her meet, right? And then we, we talked about something else and I had a soccer, my kid, other kid has a soccer game. Like, so I kind of want to be available for them. Priority. Right. Oh, yes. Business is number one and family is number one and they're like tied, right? So yes. if, if a customer calls, my wife knows like, hey, Dad's got to go take this call, or my kids know this, right? Right. But but if I'll skip work to go to do kid stuff, yes. If it if there isn't like a mandatory emergency going on, uh, I want to give them that time. I mean, they're going to grow up so fast, and they're going to be gone, right? I mean, Christ, we, yes, they are. Learning this or getting getting a handle on this as fast as I can here to understand that. Yes, our time they with are them fast. is short lived, and um, so right. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But but I'm also selfish. I'll admit it. Like there's 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 days when I'm like, I need to go play golf today or I need to go clear my head and I'm going to go with my friends and go do this. Or I need to go, I need to go ride my motorcycle for a few hours this morning. It rained last night. And you know what? That's, if it's overdone, it's, I think it can be called selfishness, yeah. but it keeps guys like us in balance. Yeah. I think we're better people statement. because we go get that in. Yeah. Of course it can be overdone. And, but if there's balance, back to balance with my mess, but if there's balance, it just makes everything better. And, and I notice it too, though, when I, cause I, for the, before the fires, the spring, I was riding, I would take my bike to work and I would ride like staff leave at four thirty, like, okay, that's the signal. I can, I can turn off a little bit and I'd get my bike and I'd go for a couple hours or an hour ride. It was, it was awesome. I felt more balanced. Right? I remember seeing those posts cause I'm like, oh, he's on his, he's on his bike. I, it made yeah. me feel I'm like, I got to go get something in because maybe I hadn't worked spring. out that day yet. Yeah, I wrote a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fires came and then the heat came and I was like, we did our, our, we did our family trips, you know, and stuff. And then it just got back to, I don't know. I didn't want to go outside. And run. Well, it knocks the motivation down. Yeah. I've spent my fair share of time on the spin bike lately and treadmills and that was getting kind of old. Yeah. So, uh, any events coming up? Well, um, 
the big bear thing happens in the middle of the summer, usually like June or August. They had to move around a little bit because of COVID, which they actually had it, which was fantastic because at first they talked about they weren't going to do it. And then there's a dual sport ride that I talked about. It's a um, Vegas to Reno. I'm sorry, yeah. not Vegas. Uh, uh, Barstow to Vegas. Barstow to Vegas. It's okay. like another like long day in the motorcycle. Um, bicycle wise, no real bicycle events. That that the, unfortunately the Legends event, Mammoth, has decided to not host that downhill kamikaze thing anymore, which is probably for the best, right? I, I probably shouldn't be doing that sixty mile an hour, uh, you know, in down the hill in less than five minutes. Yeah, okay. Um, against all the other top old pros, um, um, but we'll do. Uh, Ironically, at dinner last night, I told him I went to Action Sports and I saw the new road bikes. And, you know, my bike's like five years old. And I was kind of thinking, well, maybe for Christmas, dad needs a new bike. Right. So, you know, and, and maybe that, and people use that to initiate something, right, all the time. Like, hey, I got a new bike. I'm going to ride it more. Hey, I got new golf clubs. I'm going to go golf, golf more. more. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got, like, you, you kind of trigger yourself. And, you know, if we're lucky enough to, to be able to afford that and, yes. and and reward ourselves for the hard work we've done. And I, I really, I'm a firm believer in, like, finding a way to reward yourself for the things that you've accomplished and or you want to accomplish or you, you, that you've done. Like, it, it kind of keeps you motivated. For me, it's the event. That's yeah, my, I well, trust me, as you know, if you're a cyclist or a motorcycle, if you're into sports, you always award yourself with the, with the toys but yeah my the event itself is always my yeah and i i agree with that too it's like i have to have that event out there if i'm going to kick the intensity up to another level there better be an event like, oh, where's, so where's my cookie keysville classic is going to come up in march that's a yes. bike race so we right. used to race that back when i was a pro um I, I talked about it last year and it fell on my daughter's birthday. So it gave me a reason to not have to work too hard and to do it. So I found an excuse, right? Like, finding a reoccurring thing here. I needed to get rid of those things. But, um, but Keysville Classic, you know, Ryan Abler in town is doing a really good job of uh, bringing that back. It's impressive. Sam Ames is a friend yes. of our, a mutual friend of ours. He used right. to run it and he did an amazing job. But um, um, I think that that's a cool thing that Bakersfield can have or, you know, it's a Bakersfield event in keysville really it's pretty much all it's a great course and, and it's a fantastic cross country they have uphills downhills and um probably an enduro and i don't think i need to race the enduro or the downhill but i think to go do a cross country would be fun like yeah, kind of like the yeah. old days because we used to on the same bike we used to ride race uphill race the downhill and race the cross country and that was like hey you won the stage race you run the event right winning or doing well right right um unfortunately tinker war has always beat us in the cross country and the uphill so we didn't stand a chance you know in the yeah but, uh, i have watched that uh i've watched that downhill and it's just absolutely crazy yeah. it's nuts there's a little rock garden in there they call the snake pit yeah and i stand there and, and these poor guys sometimes they go head over yeah and it's ugly i am a horrible mountain biker okay yes i have but i i am not good on the mountain bike and well, I'm I can help you with that. That's easy, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten my injuries, and it's all about just not being on the bike. Not I mean not fit, not fitness, yep. but not. I have horrible bike handling skills. Okay. And I guarantee you, I have friends watching this right now. They're going to be like, "Yes, he does." I've seen him go over the handlebars numerous times, but uh, it's fun. Some of that stuff's teachable. You can get I can it totally, teach you. and I some know of, it not is. All of it. There's certain things you're just like. How did you even do that? I don't even yeah, know how you I'm, do that. But. It's just about, I'm a roadie. 
Yeah. Actually, I'm not even, I ride my gravel bike most of the time now That because I want to be out of traffic. I yeah. like to ride straight. I think I almost ran you over one time out in the orchards, to be honest with you. I, I was out coming from one farmer to the next and you rode up and I looked at you like, I think I know him. And you kind of like, we kind of crossed paths out in the middle of nowhere. It had to be me. How many guys out here are riding out there? (laughs) Small world. I was like, I just remembered that. That was a long time ago. Who the heck is out here right now on this cross bike? That's crazy. Yeah, probably me. Probably me. But speaking of cooking and catering, what's your, how do you approach nutrition? Oh man, I'm, I like to eat. You know, I like food. I'm picky about my food though. I don't eat a lot of junk. Yeah. As far as like, overeating junk yeah but i eat cheese yeah. i mean I, I i love grated freshly grated cheese oh man i'll eat my wife has to run me out of the kitchen and uh, yeah. and I, i'll eat the whole thing <laughs> um, yeah yeah I, I don't drink a lot of milk anymore i don't know what just changed about that all of a sudden just one day you just don't drink any milk but as a kid i drink a lot of milk i i like desserts i don't overindulge in desserts but i'll have a scoop of ice cream here and there or you know, candy, the Halloween candy is horrible. Is it's it a big house. planning thing for you? Do you really think out your meals or no, you just, just, it's just about water. balance. Like, what do we have for dinner? Right. You know, I get the same thing at a lot of the restaurants or places I go. I'm very regular in that. Like I go to Victor's, I order pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not a lot of sour creams. I don't overindulge in things. Right. I'm not, I'm not super anal about what, how many calories or I don't eat breakfast very often. Were you ever? Oh, really? You skip breakfast. Skip breakfast. It's just a big cup of coffee. Go to the office, um, and then lunch. Lunch is very important for me. It's usually a later lunch, so almost like I'm uh, accidentally like fasting, right? So I just don't eat much in the mornings. I eat twelve to two thirty lunch. If I'm lucky, if it's twelve, more like one to two thirty, and then I'm home at seven for dinner. And sometimes I'm not as hungry because I ate a, ate a late lunch. And then, yeah, but I, yeah. I eat a good size, medium sized dinner, and then I kind of relax and then go to bed. I'm a late, I'm a night owl, so I'm up usually till like eleven, okay. almost twelve. I don't know, seventy percent of the time. And I find that that's my time to like decompress. Kids yeah. are asleep, wife's asleep usually. I can watch some UFC fighting or watch some Red Bull Channel or watch the right. news or right. whatever's going on at the time, and kind of just just unwind and de- just you know decompress so not eating breakfast is that because like your stomach's not ready for it or is it just a nutritional choice like you know what i, I it's not a fasting thing no, it's just it's a, not even a purposely just, thing it's just i not a breakfast if my person. wife made breakfast i typically would eat it but if there was donuts there i'd grab a donut and leave the house with a donut too or yeah muffins or, i don't know i just don't make time for it right it's right. like I, once i shower I've already, I usually go downstairs, make the coffee, go back up, take the shower. I go downstairs, pour the cup, and I just want to live. I want to get the heck out of the house. Right? Okay. I just, I'm just, once I'm clean and dressed, I'm out. I want to get out of there as fast as possible. Okay. Um, so I don't get sidetracked, I guess, is why. I don't know. I don't really know the exact reason, but my right. day has started. If I'm if I'm in my jeans or I'm, and I'm out, I get out of the house. So. You're gone. Yeah. See, I, I'm the type, I can sit up, I can, my eyes open when I wake up, I can sit up if somebody put it plate of food in front of me it's going down i don't know why that is i even when i raced my dad would always force me to eat like when yeah. I, would, I remember like at 17 and he would take me up to the, you know we'd go to big bear and race or even before then I, I couldn't even before i could even drive i remember him taking me up there and and now he always would force me to eat i just was nervous in the mornings or whatever i just I stuffed down a banana or something i just 
have you ever had a been a big thing for me sure. ever had a bad nutrition story during a race or an event where you're like oh i ate the wrong thing this is not going well well you know luckily i was young when i raced so you know nutrition isn't i mean it's definitely important right it's a part of the toolbox yes part of it but at 22 you, you could just eat snickers and probably do close to the same the body is right? a lot more forgiving a calories a calorie right um it's the it's the minerals my biggest problem now when i when i'm and I don't think it's just about not having as much fitness as I used to have, but I never cramped before. I always used to remember people coming and talking to us at Action Sports and carrying like, yeah, I'm cramping. I'm like, that's your problem. Like, I never got a cramp. Well, then um, only on days when I got super dehydrated that at night I might cramp, right? Never on a bike ride. Yeah. But now as an adult, if I go and do long days, I can catch myself cramping. Uh, my calves will cramp or I've even had... I've even had such a bad cramp in my um, my my thigh area that I fell. I had to crash my bicycle. I, I literally just threw myself to the ground to get my bike, my pedal, my foot off the pedal. Because you just couldn't get I out. Couldn't, I couldn't. And I actually, a car had to stop. I was laying in the on the asphalt, <laughs> stuck with a cramping leg, and a guy had to stop and pull my put my pull my foot off the. Bike. Yeah. And that's ha- that. That was never before. I think it's just not just fitness. I think that's part of it. But I think it's probably nutrition and 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 um, electrolytes and all. Yeah, that when stuff, things right? go wrong like that, it's usually a nutritional thing. So you know, as a kid, I didn't take nutrition that seriously. As an adult, I don't take it super serious. I just watch what I eat. As far as like, I'm not gonna eat this whole cake. I'll have a little little slice, or I'm gonna have. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll try to eat the chicken and the rice instead of the, you know, the heavy, you know fettuccine alfredo right i'm right. conscious about it but i'm um luckily genetically i'm pretty blessed in that respect of my weight doesn't fluctuate no matter what i eat yeah some people you drive by a taco bell you gain some weight right right I mean, right and i'm lucky right? i'm lucky the older i get the less i even want those kinds of foods yeah we don't so it's funny you say that because i remember a vivid conversation i had with some of my teammates who are older than me back in the volvo cannondale days and and i ate taco bell I didn't eat it all the time. And I was like, oh, Taco Bell burrito would be so good right now. Yeah, like, yeah. They looked at me like I was crazy. Like, yeah. why would you even eat that? I'm like, I don't know. It was 11 o'clock at night. What That's else freaking good. Right? That's why. <laughs> and and now my kids don't eat. My kids don't eat McDonald's. My kids, they never have fast food ever. Like they, they went to one, one of my daughters had a sleepover. And I said, how was your night? First time sleeping. She's like, we had to eat McDonald's. We had McDonald's for breakfast. I'm like, oh yeah. Which she was like, it was horrible. <laughs> like all the other kids were like it was the best thing in the world what a blessing for them yeah I mean, to naturally be or it's not natural it's because we just of never how did you're, it, yeah right? we just never did it so but that's great my, my wife cooks well she makes she makes sure they have a good um meal she's really good about giving them breakfast or giving them fruit and I, we waste so much damn fruit in my house it kind of makes me frustrated because these kids don't eat as much of the fruit as we cut up for them or whatever but you know my wife does all that and she does a good job giving them good nutrition and yeah. not bringing home McDonald's for their dinners, right? I mean, yeah. she goes the extra mile to give them something decent. Yes. So we're lucky in that respect. That is. And it's planning. I mean, she obviously it it's sure. a choice for her to raise the kids like that, which is, they're extremely lucky yeah. to have that. We had Taco Bell as a family one night because we went to a party. And this is just recently. And we went to a party and um, they said they had dinner and we, just not really dinner right it was like maybe a light appetizer and like it was like 11 and i had a couple beers i'm like i need some food i haven't had anything to eat since 12 o'clock right right so i'm going to talk about 
I'm going to do it. Right? I can't believe it. She's like, okay, I'll text you what I want. And I brought home, I spent $25 of Taco Bell and, and our kids ate like a bean burrito and they were like, Ugh. they did not like it. And me and my wife, I have to say we ate it. We loved it. Right. But yeah, I can't imagine I'll be going back for a while as good as it tasted for that minute. But yeah, our thing is that yeah. in and out trips. In and out. You, you know, know uh, going to LA or back, got to hit in and out for us. And see, that's the problem with traveling as a businessman uh, and you, you're you traveling. Like, there isn't a lot of great options. There aren't. On the road. And you're like, okay, I've got an hour to the next meeting and I'm 45 minutes away. Uh, what's my option? I've got to get some food. You know, like. Uh, right. So in and out, it's probably your healthier choice, to be honest with you. As crazy as that sounds, it probably is. You're getting your protein. If you cut off half the, if you take away one of the, you get two, two patties instead of one. I mean, you've got to balance your carb and protein right. you know, numbers. Keep the fries away and you're good. Yeah, no fries and no shake. And, yeah. You know, if you had a tea it's not or horrible. A, so it's it's not the worst thing that you can do for your Again, body. It's about finding mal- it's instead of the days of where I would just freak out if I had to on my on my long training days and just okay, wait a minute, I got myself on a jam here and I got to go eat something bad. I guess you never really have to, but sometimes you're just starving and you don't have time and you're like, I'm going to go eat this bad thing. A calorie is a calorie, though. People always people don't like a calorie is a calorie. And now I don't freak about it anymore. Nutrients too. So you, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm I'm probably going to get. It probably sounds funny. It's like professional professional athlete. It is what it is. Like you don't always get the best choice of having the fresh chicken and the organic this and the veggies. Like it's not always available. Right. And so you kind of kind of deal with what you have. There's a lot of other liquid or other supplements out there. There's a thing called Spiz. I'll use Spiz mm-hmm. to balance out my. My nutrition, if I need to, or I'll, yeah. I put spiz in my coffee. Okay. If you believe that. So I've I never put, done that. I put a half a cup, I take the chocolate and I take uh-huh. the vanilla. Okay. And I mix them together. Right. Which gives me double the servings. Uh-huh. And because the chocolate's too strong anyway. So I do okay. that. And then I take a scoop and a half, which is about half of the normal. And I put that in my coffee every okay. morning. So I'm actually getting some nutrition in my coffee, right? All right. It's not so you are having breakfast yeah, on the way out. <laughs> yeah. So secret there, right? Right, so, right. Um, and I started doing that for the chocolate side of things because I used to put chocolate syrup in my coffee. I loved having chocolate in my coffee. And so I was like, well, how can I do this better? So just thinking of better ways to just enjoy your day and still get something beneficial, right? Right, right. So if you were to plan your perfect week, balance, with work and working out, what would it look like? What's your perfect week? Well, I would dream week. I would just say, could I have a week of no work? That would be like the dream, and then I could fill in the gaps of who are right. right. And and I love my job, so I'm kind of making a joke. But um, you know, as a business owner, as a, the, the the sole owner of it, and with some staff, like you know, I don't get to turn off, right? So you know, yeah. I kind of uh, we have this puppy. I'll use the example. Like I've been taking the puppy out to to go to their bathroom at one in the morning or two in the morning, whatever. Well, that's the worst thing in the world for me to get up at one in the morning after I've had two and a half hours of sleep or whatever is then now your mind is up. up. Yeah. So I'm up, took the dog outside. I woke up a little bit. I'm not, I go get back in bed. It takes me an hour to fall back asleep because now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what's going to happen at seven? What do I need to do? Who's going to call me tomorrow? What do I need to do? What did I forget to do yesterday? What? And and it, it just eats me alive. Yeah. So if I could turn as a, if I was an employee for a minute, that'd be cool. I could turn off and not have the responsibility <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. knowing, you know, if you don't do something, something's going to happen or whatever. So that'd be a perfect week in a, in a nutshell to have a week to turn off completely. Yeah. We don't get to do that. We don't enjoy that privilege. Right. So it would be to find some more balance. 
would be mm-hmm. like, can I get that morning ride in? Can I get that lunchtime ride in? Have a sh- if, if I could have a shower at the office, that'd be cool, right? Get your lunchtime ride in, shower and finish up the rest of your day. Yeah, the baby wipe bath gets brilled yeah. real quick. Yeah. It works occasionally, but to do it consistently, it's like, oh, that's not too fun. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I like showering after ride. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I like for sure. cleaning back up and sure. refreshing. So, yeah. Um, I know that's a good question. I, I probably should... I've put so much energy in the last few years of just into the business, you know, other things have slipped away a little bit and, and that this is a good to have this conversation, right? Everything happens for a reason. So it's going to make me want to kind of figure out ways to fill, fill it back in a little more. My brother's always teasing me about him riding more than I am. And it's time that I start getting out there a little bit. And, and the key for, I mean, I would hope for everybody is not to cram more in, it's to balance it. You know, there's, And sometimes I totally judge it wrong. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't have to have that call. I can reschedule that. I have to have the call, but I can reschedule it. I can move it to another time so I can get my ride in. I'm just a better person if I've gotten my workout in. I agree. And I do. I swing back and forth. I swing to where I'm paying attention to nothing but work, to where I'm paying too much attention to working out, to it's... Even though I'm doing this podcast and I'm doing Move My Mass, I still, but all of this is helping me focus on it. No, I, I, it's, yeah. it's a great point. And, and it's something that, you know, it's all about perspective and learning, right? So every day you're growing, whether you mean to or not, or whether you want to or not. Every day is a growth day. If the, if the, I mean, if that's the kind of person you are, like there's always something right. happening that you can learn from or grow from. <clears throat> And so I think I'm just in this phase right now where it's like it's required a lot of my resources and then yeah um, and they'll probably swing back and it's just we get busier times of the year too right so this is renewal season season for us and then summertime it's less busy right we're just reporting some claims and things like that yeah but um and for me finding I'm a the better balance person if I ride more there's no doubt no yeah no doubt like I'm not one to choke somebody here right 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 and it's <laughs> just I always find time for the work. I always time fine for my workouts and family. I always find those that it's, but it's the other thing. Sometimes I saying no to friends or saying, which I have gotten a lot better at. That's good. But then, you know, your day can fill up real fast. Yeah. And I'm trying to become a better planner, but I'm not the best planner. I, I wing it like you do. I'm like, okay, which I used to hate. Yeah. You know, when we had our business, it, I worked out every single day at lunch. That's when I worked out. Unless I was doing two days, then I did a early morning and then I did a lunch. But I always worked out at lunch. And oh, my vendors knew not to even call me to, like, he's not going to go to lunch. You know, people want to sell me boxes or bags or whatever. Like, he doesn't go to lunch. He works out at lunch. But then I, I was isolated. So, what did you do for food then? I usually had one of the guys in the office when they went to lunch bring me something back or that was most of the time right I lived off the taco trucks not gonna lie so it was almost like counter and two they were right right? but I didn't you know you go you go have three chicken tacos they're not horrible they got chicken salsa and I'm not loading them up with guacamole and sour cream is it the best thing of course it's not but I'm also not a I am not a meal planner or a meal prepper I've tried that, and I throw so much food away. I barely even eat leftovers as it is, man. 
my wife teases me. I, I can't stand it. I don't right. know. I want fresh, hot food, ready to go. I want something. I don't want the same thing I had the night before. I like some variety. Surprise right. me. She's and always asking, "What's for, what do you want for dinner?" I'm like, "Just surprise me. That's your that's your job." You just yeah, it's what, show me what we're you having. don't care, right? Yeah, I don't care. You don't. Yeah, you it's not always the best. I'm like, "Oh, stew." Ugh. But hey, yeah, there's no complaints. Surprise me. Like, every, there's been no surprises today. Else, my part of my life, like, surprise me what's for dinner. I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was always, and I used to sit down and eat those tacos. And I'm like, John, if you could just get this part figured out, you'd be even in better shape. Right. But it was that, that was the easy thing. You can't make, like, that's the thing. You can't make everything. Because the workout just crushed me. Those were crazy intense workouts. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go do something real easy. Three chicken tacos, please. And wolf them down as I'm sitting on my desk, sweating it out, you know, and get back to work. But that's, you know, as we sat here and had a great discussion about trying to find balance and talking about some of the old intense days and finding balance now, I think it was a great discussion. Yeah, no, it was great to talk about it. It's, it's fun to actually hear it out loud sometimes and you're thinking about what, what goes on in your head day to day. And um, it's fun to share the old times of mountain biking right. heyday. It's definitely different now. There's some amazing American cyclists. <clears throat> Downhill's changed the technology and the bikes and you know, I was lucky to participate in it in that time of the bikes evolving so rapidly. Equipment played a big factor on how good you did if you had the good brakes or the good tires that didn't flat or the good yeah. wheels that didn't break. So nowadays it's kind of, I think a lot of the equipment's a little more uniform. Um, fitness played a role, but technique and equipment played a huge, a much bigger role in my mind. Yeah. You had to be strong in sprint and everybody could kind of do that. Um, but if you had the good brakes and the good tires and the good bike, you, you could make up some good time on each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just so nice to hear full circle and how, look, you can start a business, have a family, have a puppy that wants to go <laughs> and still be, you know, it, you just have to wing it and you know, you don't have to do the two and a half hour workouts every single day at the same time planned out by a coach to be in shape. You're obviously extremely fit and you're just doing it a different way now. Well, it's, we talked about man strength plays a role in it over time, right? It I does. Think, I think all the years piled up kind of stay in reserve for you. And so, you know, it, it is, I've noticed my brother's teasing me. He's like, I could go out after a couple of weeks and he's like, dude, yeah, I'm riding. And all of a sudden you're doing, you're doing pretty, you know, hanging out. So yeah. I rode for like, three weeks before we went to Mammoth. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Tahoe and rode the Lake Loop. And I wasn't, you know, as fresh as them at the end, but like right. we did it and we had fastest time we've ever done it under four hours yeah. around the lake. Crushed it, you know? So it I just, just stays gotta with have you. a little time to get back up to full strength or full uh, Muscle memory is real. It is very real. Man strength and muscle memory are legit. Yeah, you get, I'm the same way. If I, the only thing that works for me is uh, swimming. I can stay out of the pool for months, get back in, and you know, of course I'm hurting and struggling, but I'm a lot closer to my normal swimming versus if I stay off the bike for a long time, I get back on, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, and you well, know, running, especially running's like the last. It's I'm still so bad on that. It's way out of whack. But I'm also not killing myself mentally because I'm like, John, don't it's okay. It'll yeah. come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go crazy like you did before. It's okay. Take your time. It'll come. 
And so I'm enjoying the, it. The thing about the bike too that you forget when you're off the bike for a long period of time before you get back, you start riding a couple of days. Like it's not just the legs and the fitness. You know, as you get older, like you're being being hunched over and the pressure on your arms and your neck, you know, holding your neck up for two hours, like all that stuff, you, you forget how much that is a part of training too. Like even sitting on the seat for two hours. Like yes. Over time, you know, if you're fit and you're riding all the time, none of that stuff comes into play. You're just like, I'm just less fit than I was last week. I went right. my, my hill yes. climb and it took me 30 seconds longer. Well, if you're off the bike for long periods of time, your neck is sore, your arms are sore, your your butt's but sore. Like everything's sore. different. Yeah. You know, you got to get that stuff back retrained as to being fit, not to just your legs and your lungs. I know. So. People and we do laugh. We go on group rides, and I haven't been on the bike for a while. You know, we're an hour and a half in, and they see me standing up. Oh, yeah. Do you hurt? I'm not standing up because my muscles are sore. Okay. My butt is sore. You know, it's yeah, not. You're it's, tired of having your neck bent over. It doesn't have the saddle time in it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everybody laughs. But hey, I thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, and, I hope and, I answered uh, your questions. Uh, you know, I think that it's cool that you're doing something like this. It's cool to talk about it, it's cool to, to learn more about other people. Right in our in our industry of agriculture, or in 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 Kern County and cycling and in, in fitness. I mean, there's a lot of awesome runners. Kern County has some amazing athletes that we produce. I mean, from football. To, oh, crazy it's good! Remarkable, crazy right? good! Be such a small community and have some serious studs come out of it, uh, male and female. Right? I mean, and um, we've had great gymnasts. We've had you know uh, triathletes. We've had you know cyclists. Rain, race across America. It's been cool. But yeah, it's it's super easy to get online or social media and find that crazy intense fit guy to follow right. and say, I'm going to follow guy. <laughs> I'm going to follow that guy for inspiration or, or woman, which is fine. You know, and I, I follow plenty of them because it is inspiring. Uh, but you know what I want to provide and talking to people like you is you don't, you don't have to go crazy. It's right. you can, you can do because what, the people with that 4%, 8% body fat, they are sacrificing a lot to get there and more power to them. And that's incredible because that's a, that's a feat to get to that kind of fitness. Uh, I just want to be that one in balance. And I, you know, talking to guests like you that I can see living that balance. It's, it's what it's all about. And that's what, I'm hoping to provide, and I know you certainly provided that today. You are, you are living one crazy busy life, yeah. and still looking damn good. Yeah, thank you, man. So sure. it. It's about maintenance, right? So you yeah. know, there, there is those athletes that crush it for a few years, or some pro football players or pro baseball players, and then you look at them after the retirement, they're like, "Whoa, that guy has not done yeah, anything yeah. since he retired," right? And so, yeah, I'm a retired professional athlete but I still try to maintain some sort of likeliness or, you know, similarity to what that professionality was at 22, 25. And it's, it's not a, a, a similar amount of workload anymore. Unfortunately, I don't get to go climb Breckenridge, you know, every Saturday and do four hours on the bike. And cause sometimes I'd rather go four hours on the golf course or That's sometimes right. I'd rather That's right. sit around and I mean, do nothing for four hours on a Saturday. Like it's, I don't get to do that Monday through Friday. So there's days when I'm chilling by the pool in the summer, right? And not overdoing doing it, but, but you have to maintain some sort of maintenance and maintenance is kind of the word. Like I'm, I'm doing maintenance rides. I'm yeah. maintaining, maintaining my body, my physique through maintenance rides or maintenance rowing or maintenance, you know, I don't jog anymore, but I go for walks around the block with my dogs yeah. and stuff. But, um, 
But what you call maintenance. Balanced and maintenance, maintenance. What you call balance and maintenance, a lot of other people would call getting in shape. It could be. And, and hard work. And which is good. But it just shows that it doesn't matter what level of fitness you're at. You can fit the balance in. And I appreciate you sharing your stories and coming on. And it was a good time. Yeah, that was awesome. My Thanks first a podcast. Lot. So hopefully, hopefully hey, it comes across. Good mine too. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the voice is like on the on the other end out there, but uh, hopefully we've inspired someone to uh, pick up the bike, or go for a go for a run, or to do something that you used to do or something they used to love, and and go out and do it again, and trying to you know rekindle that that um, feeling you had with your fitness or start fresh, start something new, you know, right. whether it's a weight loss routine or I don't know, just don't, just don't bounce around, you know, like I'm going to cut weight or lose weight this. And then two weeks later you're worn out, right? Like just try to maintain something and you'll see results. Great you advice. Know, you'll see results over time. It's not something to me. Think of it as a marathon on a sprint, right? You can't just go, I'm going to go lose 10 pounds over the week. And then if you don't see any results, you're pissed off, right? You, you got to give it a little time and fitness yep. takes time to build back up whatever it all takes time yes it does yes it does thank you so much cool well thanks for having me move my mass i'm gonna start doing it more all right all right